new to the living healthy lifestyle or a healthy living veteran this is your place for honest answers naturally savvy with registered holistic nutritionist andrea donsky and health journalist lisa davis I am Lisa Davis. Andrea is away today. We're going to be talking about something that you've probably all heard about. We see commercials now for probiotics. You've probably heard the word microbiome floating around, but what the heck is a microbiome? How does it work? Do probiotics really work? What are some of the myths around probiotics? And so much more with the wonderful Kiran Krishnan. He is a research microbiologist whose focus is in the human microbiome and wellness. Hello, Kiran. Welcome to the show. Hi, Lisa. So good to be here. Thank you so much. You know, it's so nice to have you on because my brother the other day called me and said, look, you know, they say to take your probiotics, but then I just read an article that said it's a sham and probiotics don't work and you don't need them. And I'm thinking, where the heck did you read that? But it's a it's, it's when you Google, it can be overwhelming, right? I'm sure you've experienced this. Uh, but being a research microbiologist, I'm going to take your word for it. So, so what is going on and why is there some information out there telling us not to take these, would you think? Yeah, you know, so um, it, it is overwhelming. And any consumer that has walked into a health food store and looked at the probiotic section has definitely been overwhelmed by the number of choices, the different messages. And at the end of the day, you know, what we're coming to find out is that pro- most of the probiotics you have available to you as a consumer um, online or at stores aren't really doing what we assume they would be doing within the gut. It's not to say that it's all a sham. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think a big, a big issue is that it, it, they're not really doing what we thought they were doing. The vast majority of probiotics in the marketplace have been positioned as these good bacteria that will go and live in your gut and create a functional change and kind of rebalance the issue with an imbalance in your microflora. So your microflora contains like a hundred trillion bacteria in there, thousands of different species of bacteria. And there are some that are that are good and there's some that are not as good. I, I even hate to mm-hmm. use the word bad because, you know, even the microbes that we know of to be problematic like Clostridia or E. coli um, actually do have function within the gut as well. Mm-hmm. So I would say that there are good ones and then there are less good ones. And the less good ones, if they're allowed to overgrow, if they're allowed to go beyond a certain uh, population size within the gut, they can start causing more problems than helping. And the idea of probiotics has been you take billions and billions of these bacteria and capsules, they'll go in and they'll shift the balance between good and bad bacteria. Where we're running into the problem is that the vast majority of those probiotics, they don't even survive through the gastric system. You know, so these cells that you're taking, these hundreds of billions of, of what we call CFUs, colony-forming units that represents one bacteria cell, those that we're taking are going in, they're dying in the stomach, so what, what is actually entering the intestines is a whole bunch of dead bacteria. You know, so some of that dead bacteria can have an, a stimulatory benefit in the gut, but it's not doing what we thought they were doing. So that, that may be what he's uh, referring to. All right. So then how do we know what, to, what type of ana- <laughs> Can't seem to not screw up today. Hey, hey, Randall, I swear I'm usually not like this. My brain has like 10 questions in it at once. Okay, I'll ask this question again. So how do we know what to look for in a probiotic? So we're not just getting that the dead stuff. Yeah, so and so the face, the first, the very first basic um, characteristic that one needs in a probiotic is one that has been proven to survive the gastric system. 
So the gastric system is basically your um, your esophagus and your stomach. Your stomach is the predominant part of it. And the stomach, as most people know, produces a lot of hydrochloric acid. And this acid is so potent, so strong. If you, were, if you were able to reach your hand into your stomach and actually touch the stomach acid, it would be so strong it could burn off your fingerprints on the tips of your fingers. You know, so it's a, it's a very um, harsh corrosive acid. And most bacteria are killed off by that acid. In fact, in, in medical literature, they call the stomach the gastric barrier because it acts as a barrier to prevent too many uh, microbes from entering the body, some of those microbes being potentially harmful, like in the case of food poisoning. So you'd want to look for a probiotic that has gastric survivability verification. There are some probiotics that use a little badge or stamp on the box that says it's gastric verified meaning they have data to show that their probiotic can actually survive the stomach acid. And when I, when I look at the market at large, and I've tested 45 of the top probiotic brands on the, on the market today, when we've tested most of those, 98 to 99% of them do not survive gastric. That's scary. There's a lot of people it throwing is. away a lot of money on useless probiotics. Absolutely. They're just, you know, it's a lot of dead bacteria going through. Um, you know, and, and a lot of that was because, and it wasn't necessarily the industry being deviant. It, it was because the vast majority of probiotics on the market today were developed a couple decades ago. You know, most of the well-established brands have been on the market for 15 years, 20 years, even the last 10 years. And the thing is, we didn't really know much about the gut and the microbiome and how it all worked with the m- microbes in there um, until about five to seven years ago. You know, so we were we were creating these products based on assumptions and hypotheses when you know when when we really didn't know much about it, when we didn't know much about what, what was happening to the flora, how we could impact the flora, and what all they did within the body. Now, Karen, I read that you are involved in nine uh, ongoing human clinical trials testing the effect of gut uh, commensal spore probiotics on such conditions as HIV-AIDS and gut enteropathy, thyroid Hashimoto's, irritable bowel syndrome, and liver failure. Talk to us about these. Oh, as well as yeah, so, uh, leaky gut. Absolutely. So, you know, and you give a great, um, uh, you know, spread of the different types of studies we're doing. We're even doing a study on rheumatoid arthritis, um, on reducing triglycerides. We're doing one on diabetes. Um, we just started one with uh, Cleveland Clinic uh, on C. diff, which is a really prevalent gut infection. And more interestingly, we're, we just started one on uh, gingivitis and having to do with probiotics. So, you know, if you, if you think about that, it's a huge um, spectrum of disorders that we're studying with probiotics. And so it's amazing to think that, that a probiotic can actually resolve something like rheumatoid arthritis and at the same time gingivitis, right? What do your knees have to do with your gums? Um, and that, that's oh, where yeah. this is becoming so fascinating. So we work with these really interesting bacillus endospore bacteria. These are bacteria, you know, in, in the natural environment, it'd be found in, in dirt and rivers and streams and plants and vegetation, um, in, in undisturbed environments, I should say. They're not going to be found in our modern-day industrial farms and places like that. But if you go to the side of a mountain or you go out in the desert, you'll, you'll find these bacteria. 
And they have this natural capability of surviving through the gastric system because they can put this armor-like coating around themselves called a spore coat. And once they get past the gastric system, the stomach acid that I'd mentioned before, um, they get into the intestines and then they come out of this coat and they go to work for you acting like your gut police. They do a few really interesting things. They they can seek out and look at the rest of the microbial environment. Uh, that's a very fancy word called quorum sensing. That's basically bacteria reading its neighborhood. And it can find um, overgrown or bad or pathogenic organisms, and it'll sit next to them and actually eliminate them by producing small amounts of antibiotics right next to those uh, bacteria. And then it'll produce prebiotics to regrow your good bacteria. Now, all the while, it's actually reshaping how your intestinal lining is working. It's resolving something called leaky gut. And this Mm -hmm. leaky gut is a major driver of chronic illness. It's that leaky gut that's actually driving gingivitis and also driving rheumatoid arthritis. You know, that's how your knee and your gums are connected is because when your intestines are leaky, what's basically happening is a whole bunch of toxins from your your intestinal um, colonies and and all the the food and things that move through your, your digestive system are actually leaking through the intestinal lining into your blood system, causing long term chronic inflammation. That long-term chronic inflammation seems to affect virtually every disease pathway in the body. And, and that's why we are studying diabetes, because diabetes has been shown to be caused by the leaky gut. Uh, we're actually doing an obesity study. That's uh, one I forgot to mention. Obesity seems to be driven by this leaky gut, rheumatoid arthritis, gingivitis, and so on. So, you know, the spectrum is amazing. And when you have a probiotic thing that can get in there and fix that that broken system, the leaky gut, you have one that can do um, a tremendous amount of benefit in a whole spectrum of conditions. Now, what else needs to happen in addition to taking a good quality probiotic to help fix leaky gut? You know, um, taking away some of the negative pressures on the gut is a huge, uh, has a huge impact. For example, we are, you know, we are on frequently killing our good bacteria inadvertently without really even knowing it. For example, by eating foods that are covered with glyphosate, with Roundup. You know, the, uh, the weed killers mm, out yes. there are designed to kill uh, lower-level lower plants like weeds. However, um, those same chemicals also kill a lot of the good bacteria within your gut. So going to organic foods seems to make a big difference because we are removing or reducing at least the exposure to those kind of chemicals. You know, um, cleaning up your household environment. And when I say cleaning up, it actually has a counterintuitive message. By saying cleaning up, I mean actually getting rid of a lot of the cleaning solutions that we use in our house. You know, we have this like misconception that we need to sterilize our house, you know, that kind of chlorine chemical smell is associated with a clean environment when in fact that's actually really detrimental to your body. It's very detrimental to the microbes that live in your gut and on your skin and in your sinuses and all these areas. And so what what ends up happening is the more sterile the environment, the more the environment selects for pathogenic or harmful organisms. You know, there are studies that show that households that use chlorine-based cleaners have kids that tend to have higher incidence rates of viral infections and allergies and asthma and all of these other issues. So having some exposure to microbes on a regular basis is an important thing. Um, you know, for example, I just clean my house with 
a little bit of essential oils mixed in water and um, just using a rag to, to clean this surface oh, environment. Awesome. You know, that's well, simple. There's dog you know, hair all over mine, chemicals. so. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know, and dogs, you, you know, I know you have dogs. Dogs are one of the most important things. Yes. Um, you, it, yeah. There are studies that actually show that households with dogs have kids with lower allergy rates and fewer infections. And that's because dogs will go out into the environment, pick up all kinds of bacteria from the environment, and bring it into your house, which is actually a good thing. You know, and um, okay. and then of course your diet. Your, your diet has a huge impact. You know, having a diverse diet helps uh, di- increase the diversity within your microbiome. That means eating a lot of different soluble and insoluble fibers, trying to eat 40, 50 different foods on a regular basis, rather than the typical 10 to 15 that Western populations eat. Yeah, that is such good advice. And when I do clean, I'll either do what you do with the essential oil or I'll use lemon or vinegar or baking soda or I'll use uh, Myers. I love, I have no connection with them, but I love the smell of their natural products. There's a lot of great mm-hmm. stuff that you can do. There's tons of DIY if you Google it to clean your house in a natural and healthy way. So let's talk a little bit about Thrive. They're a wonderful company. Tell yeah. us a little bit about Thrive Probiotics. Yeah, so it's a it's a probiotic that is a, based on the Bacillus endospores that we do all our research with. Um, it's a it's a formulation with four of the key spores. Uh, one of the key spores actually produces high levels of antioxidants within the gut, which is a really important thing. Um, so it produces things like alpha carotene, beta carotene, lycopene, lutein, astaxanthin, all of these really important. Uh, what we call carotenoids, which are really plant-based antioxidants, it produces it right at the intestinal lining for the host, which is us. Um, so it gets in there, it becomes like this nutrient factory. Then the other spores within the formula have the capability of eating certain bad bacteria, um, converting the foods that you're eating into prebiotics, so it feeds some of the good bacteria. Um, and you know we're just seeing some tremendous beneficial effects um, on, on subjects, of course, in clinical trials, but nothing is more heartwarming than getting the testimonials that you get from the users. So Just Thrive is, a, a, is owned by a company called DMS Natural Health, um, which was uh, started by uh, Tina Anderson, um, and they have a great story because their family was in the pharma distribution business, but, but Tina and her family lived a very kind of healthy, preventative, uh, functional medicine type of lifestyle, and and really just kind of got tired of being in the drug business, you know, if you will. And, yeah. you know, and so they wanted to do something else. And uh, they approached us. We were developing the spores at the time in the research side and said, look, can we do something together? We want to get into the natural health space and really start to help people. So we worked with them to develop Just Thrive to be able to offer it to the marketplace. Um, and, and so far, it seems to be really impacting a lot of lives. Now, are you going to be going to Expo West? I, I really want to go. Next year, I told my husband, I'm like, I'm going next year no matter what. We're on the East Coast, and it's it's a lot to go away. <laughs> like, I've never been in Andrea. That's why she's not here today. Uh, are you are you attending? I'm assuming Tina will be there. I am, yeah. So just Thrive oh, Probiotics will have a booth there at Expo. I'll be there at the booth um, doing some interviews and answering questions with people I also uh, have several meetings and things like that. The show, and I love the show. It's 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 growing, uh, you know, exponentially. It seems like every year, you know, they have booths not only at the convention center, but the convention center apparently now is not big enough to hold it all. You know, they have oh, wow. booths at the um, Marriott that's there, at the Hilton that's there, even in the parking lots of those hotels. 
um, it's really quite an amazing event to attend because the you know you see the what's happening with the industry, you see where what consumers are demanding because every year the products are getting better, the the foods are getting healthier, and it's it's really always exciting to be there. So I will definitely be there. Oh, that's great. Now, I just realized after I asked, this is going to air after the fact. So you'll have to come back and tell us all about it. I, I always love when Andrea comes back and we'll actually usually do a special show where she'll tell me like what's hot, what's not, is coconut still in, what's going on with paleo, what are some of the new you know products? <laughs> Did you bring me any? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, what a ball. That must be so much fun. Now, let's talk about probiotics and uh, cold prevention, because I hear that a lot. And I'm in yeah. on the East Coast, and it was 70 last week, and now it's snowing, and it's it's so up and down, and people are getting sick. So let's talk about that. Can it really help? Yeah, you know, if you have the right probiotic, it absolutely can. So, you know, your immune system, I, I always describe to people the immune system as like an army that's sitting there with, with all the soldiers and all the weapons and the missiles and the tanks and all that, but they have no general. You know, they have no plan, and they don't know who the enemy is, but they're sitting there well-equipped. As it turns out, the general for the, for the um, immune army are microbes in your gut. So the microbes in your gut actually train and, um, and stimulate the immune system to go out there find invading organisms and sequester and eliminate them. And so when you have the right probiotic and you're sending in the right bacteria, it can interact with this area called the Peyer's patches. It's in the small intestine. And the Peyer's patches is like this great area of sampling and, and stimulation and motivation of your immune system. So as it turns out, these, these spores in Just Thrive can get in. They will interact with the immune cells in their Peyer's patches and upregulate something called T-cell and B-cell proliferation. So these are like mm. your key immune cells. And when, when, you're, when these probiotics go in and they kind of um, zap these cells into activity, they have the opportunity to then circulate around the body, whether it's in the upper respiratory system or, you know, people suffering from UTIs, it can actually go and help with urinary tract issues. And um, it just circulates all over your body and helps your body defend against invading viruses and bacteria and so on. So the immune system, you know, it's, it's important to keep in mind that it requires this kind of upregulation and requires this kind of stimulation, and so much of that comes from exposure to friendly bacteria. So taking a, an effective probiotic like Just Thrive during the cold and flu season can really help with upregulating um, your, your immune system to protect your body. All right, so let's talk about the Just Thrive probiotic. Do they have a, a dairy, like a strain that has dairy and then a non-dairy strain for people who are sensitive to dairy? The good thing is none of the strains in there are dairy-based. Um, oh, wow. You know, they're, okay. Yeah, so they're, they're not dairy-based. They don't have to be refrigerated, uh, which in itself was a big issue for me when I started researching probiotics. You know, um, oh, So imagine this conversation. I, I go into researching probiotics as a microbiologist, so someone who's coming from it from the science perspective. And the way I started researching probiotics is something simple, just walk into health food stores and ask them what their best probiotics were just to see what people were recommending. And almost always they would recommend the products that are in the refrigerator. You know, they'd always say, these are the highest quality probiotics. And I would say, well, why are they in the refrigerator? And they'd say, well, it's important to have live cultures. And so to keep them alive and keep them stable, we keep them refrigerated. So then my question was always, so if it sits on the shelf, it would start to die off. And they'd say, yes. 
That's why we have to keep them cold and refrigerated. So I say, okay, they can't sit at 70 degrees at room temperature. It's 98.6 degrees in the body, and the pH is 1. It's an acidic pH. How can they survive in the body if they can't survive at room temperature? You know, and none of them ever had any response to that. (laughs) And so then as it turns out, a lot of that is just, you know, nonsensical. It just doesn't make sense. And so we we started looking at, well, if if a probiotic needs to be refrigerated, it's not really going to be functioning inside the body at all. And so that's one great thing about the Just Thrive is you don't have to refrigerate it. In fact, we've gone as far as being able to bake with it. Uh, We've been able to pull the capsule apart. You know, yeah, we can put the probiotic powder in cookie dough and bake with it, and they survive up to 455 Fahrenheit uh, in the oven for eight minutes in order to be able to bake, uh, be baked. So they're extremely robust. Um, there's no dairy. They're all vegan-friendly. There's no animal byproducts in any of it. Of course, it's non-GMO. You know, we would never want to promote uh, genetically modified organisms of probiotic, especially in the natural space. Um, and, and it's hypoallergenic. It's grown on um, a chickpea-based uh, media, and um, and then it's, it's extracted without the use of any sort of solvents, anything like that. Uh, so it's very clean, ferment, very well standardized. And the most important thing is all of these strains have had full DNA sequencing done on them because the only way you know uh, a bacteria that you put on the label is actually the bacteria in the capsule is by doing full DNA sequencing to verify that that's the right microbe, you know, that's the right species. That's another big issue we see in the industry is that um, the vast majority of probiotics out there aren't DNA sequenced. You know, there was a study published in November of 2015 uh, in in the Journal of Nature, which is a number one scientific publication in the world. They There was a, a research group at University of California uh, that went out and took 16 different probiotic products from health food stores and a few online, and what they did was DNA sequencing on on the strains that were in the product to see how many of the products had the right strains in the capsule based on what they were claiming on the label. Out of 16 that they tested, only one matched the label. So one out of 16 products, yeah, had the right strains in the capsule that was being claimed on the label. So, you know, that's one of the big issues is that Many a time, uh, you know, more more often than not, the companies don't even know what's actually in the capsule because nobody's sending it out for DNA analysis. So that's another very important thing that we've made sure to um, have Tina and her group implement is to do the DNA analysis so you know what you're getting. And more importantly, we know what we're putting in the product. Wow, I am so impressed. This is incredible. I'm going to tell everyone, I always tell everyone to listen to to all the shows, but if you want to know the truth about probiotics, this is where you need to be. Kieran, tell us all the ways we can find you and uh, just thrive online, social media, all that good stuff. Yeah, so there's a lot. I do a lot of free videos and webinars on the microbiome. If you ever want to understand the connection between the microbiome and autoimmunity or weight management or cardiovascular disease and so on. There's, there's tons and tons of uh, free information out there that I put out. It's one of my passions is to educate. Um, and so if you go to uh, thriveprobiotic.com, there's links to the blogs. Uh, from uh, On the blog itself, there's a ton of videos and ton of information. You can also go to YouTube and just put in my name, um, you know, which is uh, the last name is spelled K-R-I-S-H-N-A-N. First name is K-I-R-A-N. And 
you'll find hundreds of videos on their different various interviews and all that. Uh, but thriveprobiotic.com is a great place to start. There's a lot of great content there, and we're always putting up more. You know, as you mentioned, we're doing nine human clinical trials, so we've got a lot of data, a lot of cool stuff coming out over the next um, six to eight months. Well, I'm incredibly impressed. I encourage everyone to check out just Thrive Probiotics. I can't I, I can't wait to get them. I've been meaning to. Again, it's on my list of things to do. I have been <laughs> eating my fermented foods, but still, I got to get these. Excellent. Everyone can check me out and other shows here that I do for RadioMD. You can go to itsyourhealthwithlisadavis.com. Check it out and stay well. 